0: Exit planning? Management succession plan? Are these the same things? If you don't know the answer, join us to find out on this edition of The Inside BS Show. Hey now, I'm Nikki G. This is The Inside BS Show. I'm here with my partner, Dave Lorenzo, the godfather of growth. Dave, how are you?
1: Hey now, Nikki G. I am absolutely fantastic. And they are not the same freaking thing. You people who think they are, are absolutely wrong. I wish I could just slap you right across the face because we hear this all the time. I've got a succession plan in place. I'm ready to exit. No, you're not. Because management succession planning is one part of a 10-part exit plan. So Nikki G, why should people be focused on management succession planning?
0: So there are several benefits to management succession planning. So let's go through the top three, day for our audience because as you have already pointed out, this is not the same as exit planning. This is a very distinct concept that is that demands its own attention inside of your company. So benefit number one of... Uh, Management Succession Planning is having a path for employee advancement. So that is making sure that you have a plan in place to ensure that your employees are going to develop and advance with the company so that they have a future there. It's not just about putting them in a position and having them do their job. It is about making those employees feel they are part of your company and they are going to develop with your company.
1: I completely agree. I think that the plan for advancement, having that path in place, that's why people join companies in the first place. Nobody's joining a company today going, I can't wait to spend the next 30 years of my life on the line manufacturing widgets. They're joining the company going, I'm gonna be CEO and I'm gonna be CEO in the next 10 years. You gotta show me how. If you don't have a way to show them how, they're not gonna join your company. That's just the way it is. Here's the thing about management succession planning, okay? It is not an event, it's an ongoing process. So when we talk about the benefits and then after the benefits, when we show you the steps, you need to think about addressing this every year over and over again. So having that step-by-step guide, that step-by-step plan, whether the person is on the leadership track or the individual contributor track, is critical and i just said something there that's going to blow your mind here's the thing not everybody's cut out to be the ceo right so joe smith who comes in working on the line manufacturing the widgets maybe he's going to be ceo one day or maybe he's going to be the line supervisor and be the best line supervisor you ever had or the best operations person you ever had so you need to have an individual contributor track and a leadership track. We see this all the time in sales. You cannot take your best salesperson and promote them to sales manager. Why? You're taking your best player off the field, you're gonna harm your sales in the short term, maybe even in the long term, and you're taking someone who's great in an environment where it's one for one, and you're gonna put them in an environment where they have to be selfless. And the best salespeople tend to be highly competitive, individual contributors. So what you should do in your sales culture, in your sales organization, is have a way for that salesperson to become king of the hill. Have that salesperson become as valuable, as important as people in the leadership. We see all the time successful companies where the salesperson on a salary basis or on a commission plus salary basis makes more than the CEO. The CEO is gonna get distributions, they're gonna get bonuses, they're gonna get stuff after the fact, but the salesperson on a pay basis is gonna make more than the CEO because they're in an individual contributor track and they can max out their compensation and that's what motivates them. So when you're talking about having a management succession plan in place, you need to think about it from a leadership point of view as well as from an individual contributor point of view. And that succession plan is critical if you go to sell the company. Because what's gonna happen? You're gonna try to exit, and let's say you're gonna exit to, uh, through the private equity route. They're gonna do their due diligence, and they're not just gonna look at the CEO, the CFO, the chief operating officer, the chief marketing officer. They're gonna go, all right, who's producing all this revenue? And you're gonna say, well, we've got 25 key salespeople throughout the world who produce this revenue. And they're gonna go one by one and ask whether those people are happy, they're gonna to wanna to talk to them, they're gonna to wanna to connect with them and see what incentives are in place for those people to stay. So when you're talking about a succession plan, you're not just talking about leaders and you're not just talking about a one-time event, you're talking about an ongoing process. The second benefit to a great management succession plan is that there's the open transfer of knowledge and it's part of the culture. So if you have a management succession plan in place, that means that the person who could fill my spot if I get hit by a bus has spent time with me and knows what I do every day of the week, what I do, this season, what I do first quarter, what I do second quarter, what I do third quarter, all those things are documented and I've spent time showing them how we do that. A management succession plan provides not only for the person who's going to replace the person in the leadership role, it also provides the knowledge. And we don't expect the number two, the the backfill for each spot, to have all the knowledge, but we expect them to know where to go to find the knowledge. And a great example is our monthly meetings. When I'm out of town and I was stuck and I couldn't run the meeting from my home office, I had to go somewhere to get all that information. I had all that information in a Google Drive folder All I had to do was send the link to you or have somebody send the link to me wherever I was and I had all the information there to run the meeting so that it could be done seamlessly. Think of that as a small, very tiny example for every role in your business. The person who's your backfill, the person who succeeds you, they don't need to know how to do your job as well as you, but they need to know where to find the information. They need to know the first steps so that they could get up and running to fill the role if they had to. Nikki G, your thoughts and then benefit number three.
0: I have seen a good amount of this. So you know person in a particular position has all the knowledge associated with that position, and then they give notice and the the person who's going to take over their position, whether internal or someone who's coming externally and being hired, has no knowledge of the position. It is a huge disadvantage, so it's going to hurt the company in the short term because now you have to completely educate someone in that new position to be able to get them up to speed and had the knowledge already been had the knowledge already been something that was being transferred and grooming someone for that role, you would have had a much easier transition to take over that. It shouldn't, so it shouldn't be a mindset of thinking, well, we'll worry about this if someone leaves the company. It should never be thought of as something that is focused on only the time where an employee is no longer to have that position. This should be something where there's a natural transition that is being already put in place when that employee is working in that position and has all the knowledge associated with that position. So if something ever happens, and forget even aside from transition, if something ever happens, and that person is away for a period of time, you do need someone who can simply step into that role and work through whatever the position requires with ease. So they're not left trying to put out fires and figuring out what they're doing on the fly.
1: That's true, that's true. So point number three in Benefits of a management succession plan is that it makes your business more valuable. Nikki G, why is a business more valuable if there's a good management succession plan in place?
0: Well, and this kind of relates to to my prior point, which is that you're not just dependent upon any one person or or a few people who are in those key positions. So by having everyone who you know is, is in a key role is sharing information with others so that there is that smooth transition when it's necessary. It's also making sure that you're not leaving your business open and susceptible to having bigger issues where you have to have those key people there or it's not operating in the same way.
1: That's great. Okay, so now let's take people through the four step process for creating a management succession plan. This is not comprehensive, but it'll get you started in the right way. So, step number one is identifying key areas and positions, identifying key areas and positions that you need to be sure should be filled. So Nikki G, what are a couple of key areas and positions you would think of right off the top of your head in a company where there should be a management succession plan in place?
0: Sure, so the person who's ahead of your operations, you know, who is, whether that's a chief operating officer or it's someone who fulfills that role in a, in a smaller sized company, it's who is that key person who's responsible for all of the operations of the company?
1: Sure, The so certainly the CEO, and usually there's a board of directors who would helped with the succession plan for the CEO. In a family-run company, the family should sit around and say, "Okay, well, Uncle Pete is the head of the company right now. If Uncle Pete gets hit by a bus, then Aunt Emma is gonna take over because she knows the whole company inside and out. And Uncle Pete and Aunt Emma should sit down and review the books together every month. They should know where everything is. They should be essentially interchangeable, right? So the chief operating officer, as Nikki G mentioned, the chief financial officer, the person who knows where the numbers are, you wanna make sure that you have a succession plan in place for that person. Then I would say the chief marketing officer too, or the person who's in charge of sales and marketing, you should make sure you have somebody in place for that. And then in specialized industries, you want the key contributors to have a succession plan in place. So in pharmaceuticals, I did a lot of work over the years with Pfizer. And in Pfizer's R&D, every line of research and development had one person who headed up that line of research and development in that product area, but that person had a successor in place who knew where everything was, just in case something happened to that person. In manufacturing, the person who runs the plant, there's a successor in place for that person just in case something happens and that person can't be there, can't come to work. So identifying key areas and key positions is the first thing. And I usually like to tell people, Nicola, when you're identifying those key positions, every one of those key positions, the... Succession plans should be supported in some way by some type of insurance policy. So, for example, it, with the CEO, if the CEO gets hit by a bus, like uh, let's say I'm the CEO and I get hit by a bus, you have to step in and take over my role. Well, we may have a successor for you, but that successor may not be ready for two, for two years or more, right? So in the meantime, we're gonna have to recruit somebody to fill your spot. So there has to be some funds available to recruit that person. In addition, if you and I are partners in the business and I get hit by the bus, guess what? You're now partners with my wife and you didn't sign up for that. So that insurance policy has to pay for buying out my next of kin and that has to be in our buy sell agreement and that's part of your succession plan is that there's a a solid buy sell agreement for a partnership in place in addition there needs to be some funds available to recruit and pay the 18% the 20% recruiting fee to fill your spot because the successor may not be ready for a couple of years so The financial aspect of the succession plan is critical as well, and that should be addressed while you're identifying those key people. And if the key person has ownership in the company, the buy-sell agreement should provide for some type of insurance policy to buy that person out. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, that can't be overlooked because you don't know what could happen, and you have to have some plan in place rather than addressing it at a time that it could happen. This is really important. This is the heart of your business. Those people in those key positions are the heart of your business. And having that stop and not knowing what to do is going to cause a significant detriment to your company. Moving to step number two. So you've identified your key areas and positions. So next you need to think about what are the capabilities for those key areas and positions. So before you're even thinking about how you're going to fill them, what are the the key, areas in each of those positions you identified. So you've got your list, you've said, these are my top four or five positions that are most critical for my business. So now what capabilities do I need to look at that are going to be necessary to fulfill those positions at the time when that position is going to change hands? So there you'll be thinking about, you know, what kind of, what capabilities are necessary and how am I going to groom those who are going to take those positions over? So how am I going to develop my employees, for example? Have performance expectations i'm going to put in place determine what else you may need or skill sets that you can teach to those who will be taking over those positions so that way you set yourself up for being able to identify those employees who can fulfill those positions
1: that's great i love it you, you set it well you need to make sure you know what the capabilities are you need talent knowledge skills and experience for each physician you should have a job description and you should also have a profile of the ideal person And then when you're looking internally to plan for that succession and you're reviewing it year after year, you match the person's skills, knowledge, experience, and talent with the skills, knowledge, and experience and talent necessary for the position. If they're a good fit, then you just continue to groom them. If they're not a good fit, then you need to continue to work on the areas where there are talent gaps, where there's knowledge gaps, where there's skills gaps, where there's experience gaps. So step two, highlight talent and capability for each position, match the talent and capability for each position internally. Step number three, identify the career paths and the people who can follow them. Identify the career paths and the people who can follow them. So years ago, you've heard me talk about the hotel industry there was a direct career path. You went into the hotel industry as a housekeeping manager. You went from being a housekeeping manager to being a director of services, which was running all of the back of the house stuff. If you had a laundry, if you had a recreation department, those were the three areas. Then you went from being a director of services to being a front office manager. And in the front office, you ran the front desk operations, the PBX operations, which was the telephone room. You would run the bell stand and you would run the reservations department. All of those are under the front office manager. And then after you've done those two things, you are ready to be a rooms division manager or in some hotels, they called it a resident manager. After that, you went from being a resident manager, you were cross-trained in food and beverage, you probably were the head of catering operations for a few years, then you were the director of restaurants for a few years, and after being the director of restaurants and the head of catering operations, you probably would have to do a year or two in sales, and after you did the year or two in sales, you were ready to become a general manager. And that was the path. Now, you could do the path in reverse. You could start in food and beverage and then cross over into rooms. You could start in sales and then cross over into the other two. But there was a, a clear career path for people who were smart, ambitious, and worked really hard and learned really quickly. So that is incredibly helpful for people who are interested in the industry And it's great for the company because some people like me, I spent 12 years going through uh, that. That was the exact path I went through over the course of 12 years to become a general manager, eventually to become the leader of a brand at Marriott. And I knew where I was going and I knew how I was going to get there. And it gave me a lot of confidence and it gave me the inspiration to work hard in your business you can have the same thing for your management team and they can have paths that they can follow, but there could also be inflection points in the path. So if they want to try something new, this is the point in their career path and I'm drawing like a a, a V with my hands. This is the point where they can try something new. They can go to this department or they can go to this department at this level in their career and there's not going to be any, penalization, there's going to be a clear step-by-step guide for what they do if they wanna go from one area to the next. So the number one reason people leave companies is the manager. The number two reason is uncertainty. If there is uncertainty in the process and people don't know what their career is gonna look like and this company over here is offering me a clear career path, if I do everything right, I'm gonna go with the company that offers the clear career path. So that aspect of management succession is incredibly valuable for identifying career paths and helping people understand where they fit in along the path. Nikki G.
0: It's so true, Dave. I, I can tell you this from experience that you know, as as young lawyers are going out to the profession. And we go through this process of really learning how to interview and training for those opportunities that we get with bigger firms. And something that always came up in that process, a question to ask your interviewer was, what's the path to partnership? It's the, what is my path going to be at this firm? Because you really want to be thinking about, you know, what's a good fit for me long term as an employee where I will be developing personally and growing with the company? So I can't emphasize that enough. It's it's really important for your workforce to make sure that they have a path that is going to help them develop their skill set, And that path does not necessarily have to be into leadership because not everyone is suited for leadership and not everyone wants to be a leader. And I also know a lot of other employees who are they're really happy in their role as being a very productive worker, someone who knows they're making a difference, but they're not interested in having that higher level of responsibility within the company. So it's still making sure that every employee on an individual basis has some path for development within the company because that's going to help them stay there longer and it's certainly going to help those who are transitioning into management for your company.
1: All right, Nikki G, what is step number four?
0: Step number four is develop and implement succession and knowledge transfer plans. So what we're talking about is how are you going to take these talented individuals you've identified who are best suited for your key positions and ensure a smooth transition. And that is going to come from having a plan to be able to have that transfer of knowledge and make sure that they're ready for the position. So if you're training them, developing them, and putting a plan in place to ensure that a smooth transition of the knowledge for that position, then the entire process is going to be, should be seamless when they take over that role.
1: The knowledge transfer process is critical. We've got so many more tools today than we had just a few years ago. There are internal knowledge bases of videos, step-by-step guides, even in our business, getting the folks who we work with, some of whom are half a world away, they work when we sleep and vice versa. The knowledge transfer process is ongoing because we can record videos and share it with them so that they know what the expectation is Even though it's asynchronous, it's almost like it's in real time because that knowledge base is always going to be there. And they save those videos so that when the next person comes along, they can share those videos with them. So the knowledge transfer process is critical. It's essential. And if you want to talk about a way to add value to your business when you're ready to exit, having that knowledge transfer process in place for every role in every department, every aspect of your business, makes your business almost run by itself, and that can get you a premium when you're ready to exit. So we've talked today about the four steps in the management succession plan. We've talked about the benefits of having a management succession plan, and we talked about the reason why a succession plan for your management is just one aspect, just one aspect, of your overall exit plan. Nikki G, this was a fantastic episode, but you know what would be even more fantastic? If people took this episode and shared it. Why is it so important for people to share this episode, Nikki G?
0: because we don't have sponsors, folks. We depend upon you as our audience to help us promote the show. So do us a favor and share the show with someone else because you can help them change their life.
1: That's right, folks. We don't have sponsors. So there's two ways you can solve this problem. You can either share the show with somebody else or call us and sponsor the show. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. I'm Dave Lorenzo. I'm the godfather of growth. And she is Nikki G. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow. Until then, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.